Welcome to Beyond the Boardroom with me, Kieran Paul, where we will discuss the September edition of Insightia Monthly with its editor, Rebecca Sherritt. So let's get straight into it, Rebecca. Hi, Kieran. Happy to be here to discuss another magazine. So our lead article this month explores the implementation of the Universal Proxy Card How will this development impact the future of activism? I think the Universal Proxy Card has the potential to really shake up the future of proxy contests, as well as which investors are also able to initiate these battles for board control. For those who might be unfamiliar, traditionally, activists seeking to appoint new board members at US companies had to formally solicit votes on their own proxy card, and investors had to cast their votes on one of two cards, increasing the risk of a disproportionate outcome, unless they could spare an analyst to physically attend the shareholder meeting. But since the 1st of September, companies now have to list all valid nominees on a single card, dramatically increasing the choice available to investors. It's a system that many industry members seem to think has been a long time coming, and is certainly a step in the right direction. Proxy advisor ISS said that the new system is a far superior way for shareholders to exercise their voting franchise. And people also think it may increase the appeal of elective surgery to upgrade boards, better equipping them with the skill sets and experience to weather all range of crises. So this could mean we see more activism, especially by groups that have traditionally lacked the resources to wage for contests. The universal proxy card may also mean that institutional shareholders require a lot more engagement with each side, and potentially with every single nominee, board, or dissident than has been necessary in the two-card era. And then our second article analyses political spending shareholder proposals. Now these are quite unique, so what makes these resolutions so special? Well, political spending continues to gain significant amounts of attention from investors year on year, and 2022 was no different. In fact, shareholders are continuing to set very stringent disclosure requirements, even more so as time goes on. As of the end of August, shareholders scored five political spending majority wins this season at companies like Dollar General, Netflix, and Twitter all of which were among the most generous political action committee donators in the 2020 election cycle. This season, companies also faced a much broader variety of political spending resolutions. 13 proposals were subject to a vote in the US, asking pharmaceutical companies how lobbying aligns with public positions on medicine accessibility. And they won an impressive 32% average support, while four proposals seeking enhanced climate-related lobbying disclosure won 31% average support. Again, this is pretty impressive for proposals that are so new. And you mention in your piece, Rebecca, that new forms of political spending proposals will be making their way onto ballots in the coming season. They certainly will be. This month, I was fortunate to speak to Bruce Freed and Dan Cavill of the Centre for Political Accountability. And they told me that the way in which investors engage with issues concerning political spending is going to change in the next season. As more companies step up and voluntarily disclose their political spending contributions, the current type of lobbying shareholder proposal that we're all accustomed to 
isn't really catering to investors' current wants and needs. So going forward, proposals will now seek more stringent disclosure, including seeking reporting from third-party groups on where a company's donation money ultimately ends up. This new form of proposal, which is going to be relevant to a much broader range of companies, means that political spending will likely be a very common issue we see discussed at a lot more annual meetings in the coming season. And you spoke with BlackRock about its new decision to give retail investors the right to choose how their shares are voted. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. This month, we were really pleased to speak with Michelle Edkins, Managing Director of BlackRock Investment Stewardship, all about the fund manager's new voting choice offering, which enables a select few clients to vote their own shares at company meetings. When BlackRock announced the voting choice program late last year, it made waves in the investment community, and understandably so. As the world's largest fund manager, such a change in how its immense voting power is used would have a big impact on support for ESG proposals, pay plans, or even director elections. Michelle shared with us what led BlackRock to establish voting choice, as well as also touching on other key proxy season issues, including board independence, say on pay revolts, and the overly prescriptive shareholder proposals we saw this season. And what else can readers look forward to in this issue? This issue also features a guest article from Tracy Gopal, CEO of Third Arrow Strategies, discussing how Japanese companies are taking major steps to strengthen board gender diversity. Several big names added their first female director to the board this year, including Koito Manufacturing, Ito N, and Capcom while female chairs are also gaining prominence at companies like Mitsui Financial Group, Lixil, and NetOne Systems. Meanwhile, our in-depth reports this month explore the growing backlash against ESG investing from state policymakers, as well as the evolution of push-for-sale activism campaigns, while our vulnerability report examines why Halliburton may face activist engagement. So there's plenty this month for our readers to get their teeth into. My thanks to Rebecca there for telling us about September's issue of Insightium Monthly. Now, the Universal Proxy card, which we mentioned earlier, was what I discussed with Mike Levin of the Activist Investor blog last month. Here is a short clip of that interview, which you can find by scrolling through your list of episodes. There's three or four real priority items to remember. First, for compliance... Uh, it, it starts to apply pretty soon. So any kind of U.S. annual shareholder meetings that take place September 1st or later uh, will have to comply with this. So um, a, a few uh, shareholder meetings that might take place toward the end of this year uh, have already started to think about it, but the bulk of them will uh, be, of course, for the first half of 2023. So the compliance date is important. The goal of the new regulation is to make voting by proxy you know, voting without being at the annual meeting, as similar as possible voting to voting uh, for directors at the meeting. And right now there's a, a couple of fundamental differences and, and the, the regulation attempts to make it as similar as possible. As for today, that's it for this episode. Make sure though you subscribe to Incitia Monthly by emailing Incitia dot subscriptions at diligent 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. And don't forget the plethora of free special reports available to you on our website, the latest of which explores ESG activism in 2022. I'm Kieran Paul. Thank you for listening.